Lecture topic: Strengthening the Ruh through Consistency. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. The last time also we read something from this kitab, Khazain Ma'rifat wa Muhabbat of Hazrat Arif Billah Hazrat Maulana Shah Muhammad Hakim Mahmud Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullah Ali. This is a compilation of various malfuzat and statements, various excerpts from different talks, etc. that have been gathered in this kitab. The central theme is how to connect ourselves with Allah Ta'ala. Central theme is how to acquire our Islah, how to correct our internal selves and external selves and get connected to Allah Ta'ala. So in that regard, there's one topic here. Nigrani qalb dhikrullah se hasil ho jati hai. The control of the heart and being alert of what is in the heart, overseeing what's going on in the heart. This is acquired by being constant on the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Rasul says that dil ko dunya se khali rakho. Apne paro ko parwaaz ke liye tayyar rakho. That keep your heart free from the dunya and keep your wings ready to fly. Obviously we don't have physical wings. The wings here that are referred to is the, are the wings that the wings of the ruh, those wings that take the ruh towards Allah Ta'ala. So keep that ready to fly, meaning the opportunities that come to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, so be prepared to take that. Dunya ke qaydo band se farih rakho. Don't allow it to be shackled with the dunya. میں یہ نہیں کہتا کہ آج ہی ایسے بن جاؤ گے Start becoming despondent, you feel well that's no point in carrying on now. What's the use? I'm trying for so long. So long, how long? One week, two weeks. Whereas people have made efforts to acquire these great aspects. They made effort for years. Previously, people would go and spend time in the khanqahs of the mashaykh of the time. Six months and one year, that would have been like a very, very small amount of time. People would spend years and this would be in a very dedicated manner, to try and acquire something. They would acquire it. So our one week, two weeks together with all the other occupations of dunya, obviously we can't start expecting something to start falling just on our heads just like that. It happens with effort and it happens in time. 
That's one part of it. The other part of it is our job and duty is to continue making the effort. That is our requirement. The result is not in our hands and neither are we it's part of our duty to bring along the result. It's not in our control where we want to bring it from. What's in our control is the effort. The result comes from Allah Ta'ala. When that result comes, that's not our job. Our job is never to slacken in the efforts. And Allah Ta'ala's fazl, his karam and ihsan is unlimited. If a person has been consistently trying to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, to develop all the qualities and sifat of the true servants of Allah Ta'ala, and in this manner he's been carrying on making this effort, but walking and falling and walking and falling and waking up and slipping but he didn't ever stop walking then even in that last moment of life it suddenly if that has to start coming Allah will take him to the point of perfection and take his role will take him on the point of complete iman, perfect iman Allah's grace will be on him on the note that he didn't stop making an effort inshallah so see that I don't say this will happen overnight zikr se rafta rafta ye quwwat peda ho jayegi gradually with zikr the strength will be developed the inner strength the strength of the heart strength of the ruh this will come gradually with zikr roti khate rehte ho to jism mein taqat rehti hai if a person keeps eating, he's eating his food well, then he remains strong. He remains nourished and strong. So likewise, jab tak ye ghiza pohnchti rehti hai, ruh mein taqat rehti hai. So likewise, isi tarah ruh ki ghiza zikrullah hai. The like manner, the nourishment of the ruh and soul is the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. اور جب تک یہ غزہ پہنچتی رہتی ہے روح میں طاقت رہتی ہے when the nourishment continues reaching the soul then it remains very strengthened and powerful حضرت gives an example in between that if a person is eating well and the strength is full so now when he walks out so there are sometimes some people who are up to mischief up to some kind of just want to make trouble but they just see this person is looking healthy, strong so they don't take a chance with him why? because they see his, his foot is healthy, is well but if he didn't get to eat for one day already they can see something from his face this person seems like today is looking very weak so today is the right time to take a chance with him today is the right time to now do what we want to do so likewise it says that the Nourishment of the soul is zikr of Allah in all its dimensions. And therefore, nafs o shaitan, jo hamare dushman hai, maghloob rehte hai. When nafs and shaitan who are our enemies, they see the strength of the ruh, so they don't take a chance. They say, this now, we're wasting our time here. Or jaysay hi ruh ko faqa diya, zikr ka naga kiya, ye pachar denge. And as soon as the ruh has been starved, 
how it was solved that the zikr was missed the zikr was missed the ruh was starved nafs and shaitan they seized the opportunity and they dropped the person many a times this has been people's experiences people now say but i don't know what happened everything was going so well and suddenly i don't know what happened you don't know what happened must be something you know what happened uh, you didn't miss your zikr etc now one is something beyond a person's control something beyond his uh, choice very ill whatever the case is allah taala's grace also is with him at such a time but out of neglect out of neglect that zikr got missed mamulat got missed tilawat that day got missed so did anything get missed said, well that day only one day i just one day i missed my zikr i missed my tilawat it was involved in something else but that was the day shaitan took his opportunity this is a very common story that the day a person missed his mamulat his zikr his tilawat and that's the day something went haywire so this is not just by chance this is a system person hasn't eaten he's weak he's prone to now stumble somewhere because of the weakness tell him to now walk up some steps he can't walk tell him do something little but is going to require some effort difficult for him so likewise because of the lack of that spiritual sustenance now to suddenly come out of the house and get to the masjid becomes a very difficult task for him but as it was fine he had no difficulty in leaving the home for fajr salah now even for maghrib is becoming a challenge how come this is sounding very strange and then to control his gaze was very easy suddenly that's not so easy anymore why it's not so easy something is a miss what's a miss the spiritual strength has decreased when strength decreases then even simple tasks become very difficult person becomes very weak then the person who was running distances take a few steps becomes very difficult because of the weakness so the same thing is the case with our spiritual selves that when zikr is missed when the mamulat are omitted then shaitan takes that opportunity and before a person realizes what happened now he has fallen into something else this is where the importance of the constancy on the mamulat constancy holidays often become the big challenge but this is no i must it out why because of holiday whereas that's a ajeeb thing because on when it's not holiday then it means the person has a busy day and on a busy day sometimes it's possible that now he slipped up on the holiday he has more time but the ajeeb thing is when he has more time then things get left out because he's got so much of time when he has less time alhamdulillah gets done when there's more time so sometimes it's not just about how much of time there is but how much of barakah is in that time sometimes the mindset the environment or what's going on around us at that time all these things have an impact and what a person could sometimes do very easily becomes difficult so it's a combination of so many issues so now it becomes a very strange thing that now when there's more time less is getting done and when there was less time everything was happening easily so something to ponder about that how come so there is 
something else that's affecting it, something else is becoming a barrier, something else is becoming an obstacle. One person just recently, a few days ago, so he just talking in a general way, so he says, Mashallah, I'm really enjoying this holiday. So now enjoying the holiday, everybody hears this statement and now so many things people talk about when they say they're enjoying the holiday. This person too, mashallah, he said he's enjoying his holiday. So what was the enjoyment of the holiday? Alhamdulillah, I'm managing to make six paras tilawat every day, which normally I couldn't. It's not a hafiz of the Quran Sharif. So for a non-hafiz, mashallah, six paras, this was the enjoyment of the holiday. So now, those who apply the time, so that time comes out, and that effort which or that work which a person couldn't do in other times now because there's more time, so he's doing more. And mashallah, that becomes such an enjoyment. This is the real thing. When a person starts getting the true enjoyment of a'mal. And this comes, the heart then becomes to a point cold towards the leisures and pleasures of dunya. Not that a person won't enjoy whatever Allah has blessed him with, but there's no, no desire left for it. That it must be there, I must have it. And if somebody else has it, then I'm desiring that I too should have it. And if I don't seem to have it, then there's a kind of sense of loss, sense of deprivation. And as a result, feeling miserable, feeling down. Why? Because others seem to be having a grand time and I can't seem to enjoy this. Everybody's pasting everything all over the place. This is one of the reasons why we should be far away and have the, the message for our entire household is to be far away from all the social media. Many a person complains about that he becomes very depressed. People ask questions on how to get past this feeling of depressed depression. Depression out of what? So now I'm constantly following what people are doing. Where this person went, what that person did, and now they became followers. If they followed what our Akabir and Mashayikh told us, if they were followers of the teachings of our Akabir and Mashayikh, they would have stopped following all these people on social media. But now they stopped following what the teachings of the Akabir are, so they started following people all over the place. So now that following of people on social media is leading to the depression. Because we can't always have all those things, and apart from that, much of it is just an exaggeration, a make-believe. There's a, a false uh, presentation of something, the reality is sometimes very different. People just present things in such a way as if they're having a grand time. Meanwhile, in that very moment of time, they are in such issues and such situations and problems that they got no, no enjoyment of anything. But now they have to put forward a picture of something. So now all kinds of things are just posted on social media, People now who are stuck to look at all this, so now what's going to be the outcome of it? This person, okay, this person seems to be having a grand time, and that person is gone here, this person is doing that. What I'm doing, I'm doing nothing. That's Shaitanga Sosa. I'm doing nothing. So now I'm the only one deprived in this world. So now that's the starting point of Shaitan's work now. So all Allah Ta'ala's countless ni'mats also all get forgotten.
and what starts coming in the heart and mind now number one contentment is gone now we craving for everything that others have then it doesn't stop there then it will start going on to hasad I can't seem to have what others have then why do they have it they too shouldn't have it I start wishing ill for others and start wishing that how these people can be deprived of things away it started from and away it finishes off and then this manifests itself in so many different ways in so, in so many things that are said so many things that are done but all stemming from nothing all stemming from just at this too is a problem with the eyes looking at what maybe it's not haram to see what somebody is driving and somebody is wearing and somebody is living in not haram in itself but to look at it with the kind of look of greed of dunya that is very problematic that will start breeding all kinds of maladies of the heart you see something by chance you saw somebody's na'mad to feel happy about him for him for him to feel happy about it make dua for him Allah Ta'ala grant him barakat Allah Ta'ala increase his na'mad but to start wishing for everything somebody else has it's not going to happen that everything somebody else has is going to have it's not going to happen and after getting what somebody else has we'll still see somebody else who's got something better that will never stop at a point so what will this do? this will start breeding all these maladies of the heart so therefore the social media is a very very big musibat very big musibat and person who wants to do himself a favor come out of it some necessary things now some internal communication some people say that the whole business now runs on certain social media platform only up to that necessity extent but not all we start following people and following all and sundry and worrying about that is a prescription to becoming miserable a prescription to getting involved in all these spiritual maladies it sounds very very innocent but it is not innocent at all it is very harmful very detrimental and many a person when it now hits rock bottom just two days ago a youngster now writes now when he got into a very serious problem please help me I have this phone addiction for the first time in his life he used the word for himself now all the while there was a state of denial this is no different to a drug it works in different ways the drug in its own way and this in its own way but the sum total is almost the same that it controls a person's life just like that drug controls a person's life now when he's in that state he can't think what he's doing where he's going what he's saying nothing he's controlled by this likewise this starts controlling a person's entire life he can't can't focus correctly this is the time to be giving time to somebody to be giving time to his family it's time now to be be part of the family it's eating time now or it's time to give time to his wife now or parents now or whatever the case is or now he's in a public gathering or whatever he's in a masjid that becomes that is the remote that is controlling his life now that is pressing buttons which just makes his hand reach to it it's like his hand is on remote control and every free moment that hand just must start pressing some button 
and it must start scrolling something. Starts taking over the life. And people just will be in a state of denial. Everybody believes that this is not controlling me, I'm controlling it. Whereas the reality is exactly, everybody can understand where it is. When unfortunately sometimes it really brings a disaster, then now the person dies for the first time in his life. And whereas he had been advised many, many, many times, I say this is an addiction, please help me. So now, these things become addictions. And this is shaitan's toy. Shaitan has now taken this to another level where people can be, what used to take years to plan, shaitan can make them fall into it in seconds. So this is also another very major issue that we get caught up in all these things and then our entire heart becomes occupied in this and caught up in it as a result of which then the zikr is all gone, the mamulat are all over and that opens the door to all the issues thereafter. Hadith Sharif mein ke shaitan saam ki tarah phan phelaye betha hai. Jab tak banda Allah ka naam leta hai, phan ko hataye rehta hai. It's mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that shaitan like a snake sits there with his sangs, just holding in his sangs. As long as a person is engaged in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, then he is retracted those signs, but he's waiting. Intizar karta rehta hai. Kab iska dil Allah se ghafil hua? When will this person become neglectful of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala and become heedless of Allah Ta'ala? Or kab mein dasu? As soon as he will become ghafil, I will then strike. This is shaitan waiting. Lihada qalb ko har wakt apne saamne rakho. That Therefore, it says, keep your heart in front of you all the time. As if a person is now inspecting his heart all the time. That has any ghayrullah not crept in. Aank band karke dil mein socho. Ke hum ye madrasa kyu tamir karte hai. Kabir akele bait kar apne dil se sawal kya karo. Hum kyu parha rahe hai. ہر شخص اپنے اپنے عمل کے بارے میں اپنے دل سے سوال کرے اور دیکھے کہ کیا جواب آتا ہے building this masjid, building whatever, what is my need, what is my intention, why, for who am I doing this? Sometimes sit alone and think carefully, ponder, I'm teaching deen for who, for what? Likewise, every person about his own amal, every person, whatever he's doing, surround and think, ponder. Now, this is a formal amal. Many things are just taken as well to be done something in a just by the way manner you get a chance to do it but this is not just something by the way it's something to be done in a very dedicated manner there should be some dedicated time for it daily even if just a minute or two three minutes but in a dedicated manner that's when the true effect of it comes and it doesn't come in one two days but this is done in a dedicated manner over time, it has a very deep impact. It starts changing the entire condition of the heart. 
the entire direction of the heart changes. This muraqaba is sometimes taken very lightly, but it is an extremely deep aspect, very effective, and it has a very, very great impact on the heart. So, har shaks apne apne amal ke baare mein apne dil se sawal kare. Each person should ask about his own amal, his own actions, ask his heart, and then see what answer comes. What answer comes from the depth of the heart, not what a person wants to pull out of it. What answer comes from it? Agar jawab aata hai ki Allah ke liye kya, to shukar karo. Aur agar aur cheeze nazar aaye, to ikhlas mango. If the answer truly comes from the depth of the heart, what I did was for Allah Ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, make shukar, Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat, Allah Ta'ala's bounty. And if it comes something else comes that, no, no, this is not for Allah Ta'ala, then beg for ikhlas. Agar naam wa numood, jaa wa izzat, logo mein bara banne ki khayish dil mein hai, to Allah se istighfar karo. If there's in the heart this desire for name and fame, for honor and respect in the sight of people and to become big in the sight of people if this is what's lurking in the heart then seek Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness jo kotsi andheri ho aur usme saamp aur bichu ho to kaise nazar aayenge abhi diya silai jalaya jalado to sab nazar aajayenge isi tarah dil ki torch zikr zikrullah hai diya silai to andheri kotsi ko roshan karti hai لیکن ذکر دل کو روشن کرتا ہے So just as a little light also, it made it possible to see the harm around. Likewise, the light in the heart comes from zikr of Allah Tabarakawata. The heart is this darkness. In the darkness of the heart, a person can't say anything. All the severe maladies are in the heart, but he can't make out what's going on. There's pride, there's malice, there's arrogance, there's love of dunya, there's Hasad, Zibad, Bohtan and what not. But in darkness what can a person see? In total darkness he feels really fine. He has no issue with anything. Because he is in darkness. Lekin zikr dil ko roshan karta hai. That zikr will enlighten the heart. And what will become the first effect of this enlightened heart? He'll start seeing the problems that are lurking in there. He'll start realizing the maladies of the heart in it. Until that time, till that reality of zikr hasn't come, he won't realize anything. And he'll feel, I'm fine. I can't think of what's wrong. I've been thinking also and nothing comes to mind. Because in a dark room, you can't think of what's wrong here. Everything looks fine. So the light has to be brought on. When the light comes on, then a person can start seeing what's going on. Now he can identify this is a problem and that is a problem. لیکن ذکر دل کو روشن کرتا ہے دیا سلائی کو اللہ کے نور سے کیا نسبت ہو سکتی ہے وٹ کمپیرزن کین دے بی آف ون میچ اور سم لائٹ آف دنیا 
to the noor of Allah There is no comparison whatsoever. Allah Ta'ala to zameen wa asman ka noor hai. Allahu nooru samawati wal ard. Allah ke naam ki barkat se aur buzurgo ki sohbat se qalb nurani ho jata hai. Allah Allah karne wale ko foran pata char jata hai. Te qalb mein kis suraak se konsa saamp daakhil hua. See that Allah Ta'ala is the light of the heavens and the earth. When the light of the zikr of Allah will come in the heart. And with the company of the pious, when that will enlighten the heart, a person who is constant on the zikr of Allah Taala, he with this enlightened heart will immediately detect that which snake entered from which place, which hole it managed to creep in from. Immediately he will realize the snake has come in and something has to be done to kill it off. He will be alert to it. Why? Because his heart is bright. His heart has this light of zikr in it. So now every small thing will become easily detected. And if there's darkness, the darkness, big, big problems are there, huge serpents are there, everything seems fine. Further, this goes to another point, Khatma ka khauf jahi amraz ka ilaj hai. That the fear of one's end how will my death come? What will be my condition in my last moment of time? And when that last moment comes, nobody has any idea. How suddenly it comes, so often we keep hearing this. Person was around, something happened, whatever. So many people, one time gone. This is everyday occurrence. So when that last moment comes, nobody has any idea. And to be concerned and be fearful, of the condition in which the last moment comes. If this true concern and fear of that has been developed, Mother says this is the ilaj and treatment for all the jahi amras, all the maladies of the heart related, related to the ego. Primarily, all the maladies of the heart stem from two things, which we discussed sometime previously. One is hubbul Jah and the other is Hubbul Bah. Simply, one is all those sins that stem out of the ego, and the other is those sins that stem out of lust. That's it. It's all the summarizes to these two things, categorized from these two aspects. Either it's related to the ego or related to lust. Now, in terms of all the sins that are related to the ego, the treatment for that is to develop this khauf, to develop this fear of my end. How will it come? What will be the condition of my heart at that time? Salik ko foran ehsas ho jata hai ke kalb mein riya a rahi hai, ab hasad a raha hai. اپنی برائے اور دوسروں کی حقارت پیدا ہو رہی ہے اب جاہ گس رہی ہے اس لئے وہ فوراں ہوشیار ہو جاتا ہے اور علاج میں مصروف ہو جاتا ہے Before discussing the ilaj حضرت اسل as part of the previous discussion says that just as when that room is brightly lit so one small insect comes in also a person sees it let alone the big harmful things one small insect one ant is walking to he sees it because it's brightly lit. Likewise, that heart which is brightly lit and enlightened with the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, with the company of the pious, 
that heart will detect anything that is coming in to harm him very quickly, very easily. So as it says the Salik, Salik literally translated the person walking. The person who is walking the path of Suluk. Suluk, Suluk ilallah. The person who is traversing the path to reach Allah Ta'ala. So this is a terminology, it's called as a Salik. A specific meaning comes out of this in this context. Not just person walking anyway in the wilderness, or walking without any objective. This person is walking with a very definitive purpose, with a very, very specific intention and objective. So now that's the first part, that to be a Salik, there has to be a destination. The person is walking, he's a Salik to where? The Salik to where? Where is he heading to? That's the thing that often people, we don't ponder, we don't think about where we headed to. One person was mentioning something that the teacher in school has now tried to encourage, this is, a, this is it. So now he was like you know, pushing everybody at past the hill. He says, you must realize that this is like a very, very fast-moving train. I'll give you an example now. You must realize it's like a very fast-moving train. And if you slacken, you'll get left behind. So now this was to meant to now spur everybody on to now work harder and so on. So this person is talking about an old story. It happened many, many years ago while he was in school. So he says, so now in a very calm but serious manner, not in a sarcastic way, but in a serious manner. He asked the teacher very well, this is a very fast moving. He said, can I ask a question? He said, well, by all means, ask the question. So he said, I understand now that this is a very fast moving train. Meaning now all those, what we have been taught and so on, we have to be up to date with it. And like a very fast moving train. And if we don't keep up with the pace, we'll get left behind. But can I ask the question that where is this train headed to? So he says, the teacher kept quiet now started thinking and then he said yes that's a very good question but he gave no answer <laughs> so now he had such a he was so full of he said this is a fast moving train so everybody must board it but now when the question came everybody must board it where are we headed to he didn't have the answer he didn't know where he's headed to so this is what's the point in boarding something you don't know where it's heading you have no idea which direction this is going in that's the first thing to know where you're going it's unlike that person who he is sitting in the train Ali gave this example once about how sometimes a person how foolish he can be so now he's sitting in the train and now he's this different berth now some person is at the bottom and some person is on the top but now while now the long journey now so now they started talking to each other this person is lying on the top this person is lying at the bottom he says how are you and where you are from and where are you headed to so now he says no I'm headed to Johannesburg he says, where are you headed to? So now for example, he said, I am headed to the north coast. So he says, but this train is going to Johannesburg. How can you be boarded in this train? So he thought about it for a while. And then he said, can you imagine how the technology has advanced? This bottom part is going to Johannesburg, the top part is going to the north coast. We both are going in our directions. Where he's going to finish off on the north coast, it's obvious he'll finish off. Now he had, has no idea what he boarded. Now in that ghaflat of his, he boarded something. And now he's going, he doesn't know where he's going. 
So likewise, so many times in dunya, we are just told to just jump on board. Just jump on board. Everybody is jumping on board. We don't know who is jumping on what. One person was passing somewhere, there was a whole queue. So he just saw a whole queue now, he was wondering now, maybe there's something on here. So he also decided to join the queue. But after a while, nothing was happening, no movement. So he asked the person in front, but what's, what's happening here? So he said, well, I saw this queue, I just decided to stand and wait, something is happening here. So he says, well, okay, ask the person in front. So eventually, they came to the person who was standing right in the front. He says, what was this queue for? He says, what queue are you talking about? I was standing here. So why this person stood behind you? Ask him about that, what I know. So what people are doing, and, but because everybody seems to be doing something, everybody is going somewhere, everybody is just in some chakra. So whether that makes sense or not, no matter what it is, but now people are throwing money into it, people are doing all kinds of ajib things, they're losing their deen in the process, they're losing their haya in the process. Sanity is gone. But how they doing things, how somebody is having some kind of function, some wedding, whatever else, but because it's carrying on, some trends take the, they start off, so now we have to follow the trends. Now it's just boarding, just board, jump on board, where it's headed to, what disaster is going to land in, that we don't stop to think. But just because it has become the trend, because this is trendy now, so now we just must board. But that boarding anything, Allah forbid then a person finishes off overboard and then now he's sinking in the deep ocean Allah forbid that becomes a very difficult situation so what the point was a salik now this is Islam is called as the path of suluk suluk refers to the path that reaches takes one to Allah Ta'ala connects one to Allah Ta'ala so now the salik to start off with he'll be a salik termed as a salik if he has a destination a person if he doesn't have any destination while walking you don't say he's walking you say he's wandering he's not walking he's wandering if he's walking he's walking with an objective he's walking with something where he wants to reach he wants to achieve something otherwise he's wandering around so the salik number one has a goal what is his goal I want to reach Allah Ta'ala how he's going to reach Allah Ta'ala he is not going to reach Allah Ta'ala without making the effort of making the zahir and batin in accordance to what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. His external self and his internal self to be made in accordance to what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. The zahir also and the batin as well. Sometimes the focus, mashallah, is a lot on the zahir. That too is required. But the focus on the batin is missing. And sometimes there's some deficiencies on the Zahir. That too is a problem. So both aspects have to come in order. And then in that categorization of Hukukullah and Hukukul Ibad. That comes in order. Now the person inshallah with the Fazl of Allah Ta'ala will reach his destination. So the first thing is, he has that destination, that objective. Then a person is a Salik if he is making Suluk. Is a salik if there is walking taking place, meaning there's an effort. A person is sitting somewhere and somebody asks him, What are you doing? He says, I'm walking. Say, But you are seated, you're not walking. So now he'll be walking if he's not seated, he's walking. So likewise, there's an effort. He's engaged in that effort. Yes, 
in the cause of walking, sometimes the person while walking he slipped. He slipped, he fell down, he might have even fallen a little bit hard, so now he's still taking some time to get back on his feet. But he doesn't remain seated there. He starts taking steps to move forward, to now clean himself out, start walking. So likewise, that person is in suluk who has never stopped making an effort. The effort of muhasaba, the effort of muraqaba, the effort of zikr, the effort of taking the direction from his seniors, the effort of doing whatever is required in terms of getting rid of all the ailments of the heart, of inculcating the right qualities, this is a never-ending effort. There is no point, there's one Farsi couplet that the irah, uh, the wording doesn't come to mind, but the second line of it is, ta dame akhir dame farigh mabash. Ta dame akhir dame farigh mabash. Till the last breath, don't ever think that you have now done your job and you can now sit and relax. Sit and relax doesn't mean that a person won't have time to rest, but meaning that you are done in terms of the effort of suluk, the effort of trying to reach Allah Ta'ala, you don't have to do anything further. That is a deception of shaitan. Till the last breath, that effort does not stop. The famous incident of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal Rahmatullah he is in Marazul Mawth and in the last moments of life and they are making talqeen of the kalima and he's saying la, la. So they were very perturbed and concerned at this response but he was coming in and out of consciousness and after a while again when he came into came to his senses again asked him that we are making talqeen and you were saying la in other words it sounded like as if you are saying la to what we are prompting you we are prompting you with the kalima and you are saying la he said I wasn't talking to you I wasn't even talking to you shaitan was in front of me and shaitan was trying and at that time saying to me that you finally got away from my clutches, meaning I was trying so hard to get you, but you escaped me. I never got you. So he said at that time to our saint him, La, meaning not yet. Up to now, Allah's fazal that I got saved, but I'm still not yet done in trying to keep myself safe from your clutches. Because I still have a few breaths left. When I've left safely with Iman and gone out of dunya, only then I have been saved from your clutches. So in other words, that effort was carrying on till that last breath. Till that last breath, that effort didn't stop. But now if we made some efforts in the morning, then we got nothing left to do for the evening. We did something for the evening, and we are far for the day. So that is not how it works. So this is the aspect of suluk. So they say salikku, the person who is a salik. The person who is truly a salik. So now he is constantly concerned. There isn't an end to his concern. That he is constantly checking and rechecking and he's meditating and pondering and he's making muraqaba and muhasaba and something or the other is going on within himself all the time. He is never feeling that I got nothing to do. So salik ko foreign ehsas ho jata hai ki ab kalb mein riya a rahi hai. And when a person is truly a salik and he's built up this light in the heart, just like in that lit room, 
that snake, forget snake, one ant comes in, he sees it. As soon as shaitan has now started to deceive him somewhere, and some, some riyah has started creeping in. Insan is insan. Shaitan is never going to stop making some effort to de- deceive a person. As soon as that riyah starts creeping in, he immediately detects it. He detects this is the riyah now. And now I need to become alert. I need to now counter this. I need to refresh my intention. I need to refocus towards Allah Ta'ala. He immediately senses it. Ab hasad hai. He immediately senses. This is now, it's like, an, like a sensor that has been triggered. As soon as this starts coming in, this is hasad now. This is jealousy that keeps creeping into my heart. I need to now make an effort to cleanse my heart out of this. Apni barai or dusro ki hakarat peda ho rahi hai. Now suddenly I can feel the sensing, sensing this coming in me. That sensor has been immediately triggered. That I'm feeling myself to be great. I'm looking down upon others. Immediately all these things are detected. Isliye wo foran hoshiyar ho jata hai aur ilaj mein masroof ho jata hai. As a result he immediately becomes alert and he starts undertaking the remedy. Undertaking the ilaj. He's not now just sitting casually. So if Riyah is coming and so what? He'll worry about it later on. He immediately becomes concerned and he starts making an effort to sort it out. Now what is the remedy? In sabka ilaj, khatma ka khauf hai. The ilaj and the remedy of all these maladies of the heart that are related to jah, that are related to the ego. What is the remedy to it? The remedy is the khauf of how a person will meet his end. How will his last moments come? He's truly worried about that. Concerned about it. That won't, concern won't come without an effort for that as well. So he sits to think about this from time to time. This muraqab of moth. My last moments, how will I meet it? What will be I, I will be doing at that time? What will be in my heart and mind at that time? What will be I would be engaged in what? So now when he is going to be concerned about this, and at that time the part of life that we live is generally we go along with our zahir in other words day to day life our day to day life gets conducted with our zahir people can't see our insides so now for example a person is entering the masjid so entering the masjid they will be salam to him why? Because he can't see what's in his heart. So now that's a apparent sign of a person's iman. But if Allah forbid somebody has come with some ill intent, like in some occasions they've happened, uh, somebody camouflaged himself, came inside the masjid, and then while people are engaged in salah, he suddenly robbed them and ran away at gunpoint. Uh, he wasn't a Muslim, but when he came into the masjid, nobody can see that. Nobody can notice what's going on in his heart, he's got Iman or no Iman. So he got along into the masjid based on his Zahir, how he was dressed up, whatever he was doing, his outward actions, he was making wudu, he was performing, appearing to perform salah. So the rest of our life generally, we go somewhere, people see our external selves, and sometimes this becomes the main thing for people. There was one very prominent person, 
very senior person. Uh, but he used to be dressed in the sunnah. Very old incident in India. So he was a very prominent person, but he used to be dressed in a sunnah man all the time. But the one person who was his friend, he gave him an invitation to come for some function, whatever it might have been. But now this particular person too was living a very modern way of life. And he had a circle of that type as well. So he had now this kind of people all invited. So now whoever was invited, so there were two people at the entrance. So now they were now sifting out anybody who was not invited. Because a lot of people now, whenever there's something happening now, they would also just keep it. Now as he came along, they thought now this person now in his simple kurta and whatever else, he too is just coming now to just gap in. Because it is very simply. So before even asking him anything, first the Shri asked him, who are you? And did you get invited or not? Didn't ask him anything. Just took one look at him. He said, hey, what are you coming here? Please go from here. You don't have any work here. So he took a U-turn and went away. Sometimes we judge the book by the cover. And that can be a major blunder that we can make. So in any case he went away. And he went away and he went home and he changed his appearance and dressing. Now he wore that, now that coat and everything, that long achkan and dressed himself up like in a very very stylish manner. And now he came again. Now he came again without asking anything, they welcomed him. First time they didn't ask him, who are you and whatever else. Without any question, they just raised him off. At this time too, they merely saw his appearance. So they took it for granted, he's been invited here, so he came in. And when he came in now, everybody was seated, so now his friend saw him, his friend welcomed him also. Very happy to meet him, seated him. Another time came to eat, so now the food was all laid out. So now the food was laid out. So everybody is now eating, now this is a high society gathering now. Uh, he takes his sleeve and he's dipping it in the gravy, he's saying, Khao, Khao, Tum, Tum Khao. You eat, you eat. Everybody is turning towards him and looking in amazement. What's wrong with this person? This person has lost his mind, what's going on? Then he's taking his kurta and he's dipping it also. You also have something to eat. So the friend got very embarrassed, he came quickly, he said, What are you up to? You're embarrassing me in front of all my guests here. What are you doing? So he said, no, no, I came first, the first time round I came, so no questions asked, I was sent off. And the same person came again, the only thing changed in me was my dressing now, I dressed differently. And I was invited without any question. So I realized, no, I am not invited, my clothes have been invited. Because the first time too, it was me, but dressed in different clothes. And now too I am the same person, but the clothing changed. And the welcome was given to me. I realized, no, no, my clothing and writers, that's why I'm giving them, you eat. I'm not the person here. You were brought in. So you rather enjoy it. So now he meant it to become a lesson for everybody. That don't, don't judge things in this manner. Now that becomes the story that we go about dunya as far as Zahir. How Zahir carries us along, takes us to all different things. How we present ourselves the glossy image and whatever else that takes us through. At the time of moth, it will be entirely the batin. The batin will speak at that time.
The Zahir, that time through the Zahir has its need. But at that time meaning, the Zahir won't get a person anywhere. If the Zahir is not in order, that, or if the Zahir is very much in order also. But if the Batin is not in order, then the Zahir won't, won't suffice. In dunya, while a person is living, despite what the Batin is all about, the Zahir camouflages everything, everything else is inside, hidden. Just now he gets his way out. He sneaks past here and just pulls the wool over somebody's eyes there. Somebody else gets deceived here and somebody else, whatever. But at the time of moth, that Zahir is not going to help if the Batin is out of order. At that time, it's the Batin that will speak. That is where the, sometimes these dramatic things happen. In Fadail al-Sadaqat, the Sheikh Hamdullah also has mentioned some aspects there about the person was passing away and now they're making talqeen of the kalima and he is only coming out from his Germany ke taale char rupee do paise or something other than it German locks for two rupees German locks two now they're making talqeen he's dying he's leaving dunya but now that was his he was so deeply engrossed in this this was so deep down in his heart that that was the only thing that that made him tick so to say that is what ran his life at the expense of everything at the expense of his salah, at the expense of deen so now at the time of death the batin now was coming to the fore what was deep down dunya was this was just merely an alamat of dunya this was like how you get the title and behind the title is the whole article this was just the title Germany ke tale that was just the title German logs it's not that this was it this was just the topic the whole subject was all inside that is now what came out now the person is passing away instead of the kalima those are the words on his tongue why? because at that time the batin comes there have been occasions Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us at the time of death now that's not what happens at the last moment of life is not a basis to make any judgment on anybody at that time his mind is he's lost his mind sometimes meaning he's not conscious of what he's saying you're not aware so you can't make a judgment on the person's last words but it's never done as ibrat that sometimes on those occasions people have uttered clear kufr and left this dunya uttering complete words of kufr as mentioned the last moments of life especially if the pangs of death have set in we can't make any judgment on based on those last moments because sometimes the person has no idea what he's saying he said something but the ibrat nevertheless is that, that becomes a very very disturbing thing nevertheless but sometimes the ibrat is that Allah forbid, Allah forbid what might have been the batin during life meaning in terms of certain aspects of deen certain things which were necessary in deen but were being regarded as trivial Allah forbid that becomes something that takes a person to the door of kufr sometimes trivializing deen some aspect of deen depending what he said and how he did it or how he regarded it Allah forbid you can throw him completely out now that is what he was living with now the reality of that opened out at the time of moth words that were said what was done again we are not in a position to pass fatwa on anybody at that last moment in those last moments that is not something we can make any judgment on 
but it's ibrat, nevertheless ibrat. That this can sometimes be the situation that a person is walking around with something in his heart, the bathin was some serious problem, never attended to, that started surfacing at the time of moth. So the issue is that the zahir and batin to make that in accordance to Allah Taala's command. So now coming back to what this way the stem from the ilaj, the remedy to all these issues, the remedy, the treatment is this khaf, this fear of my last moments, how it will come. If my last moment had to come now, suddenly my last moment had to come, what's in my heart? What's in my heart? What am I thinking about? What am I trying to keep my mind engaged in? What am I thinking about? And if in this moment Malakul Maud suddenly touches the vein of the heart, it's like now something is playing and now that's where it was paused on. So it's there. It's paused on that. It's going to go on that. It's going to be uplifted on that. So pictures are haram, but for the sake of just the example, pictures of animal things are haram, but for the sake of the example, now there's some something that some club that is moving and it got paused on that. That's the last that now got saved there. And now that's going to be the point on which the departure is going to happen. Now, what's in my heart now? How am I engaging my mind? What am I thinking about? And what's the general condition of my heart? In terms of all the qualities that should be in my heart. The level of my Iman, the level of my Yaqeen, the level of my Tawakkul, the level of my Taqwa. What about all the negatives? How much of this? How much of that? How much of pride is in my heart? How much of malice in my heart? How much of love of dunya in my heart? How much of all this? And now suddenly, Shaitan is now putting me in this deception. No, worry, later on, later on, we'll sort it out later on. But what if suddenly now Malakul Maud comes and presses that button? He's going to now go in that condition. Am I happy to meet Allah Ta'ala in this condition? But that is that ilaj. When a person will sit to think in this manner, it will bring some realization. I can't let this be. I cannot just allow this to carry on in this manner. I got to make an effort to cleanse the heart out of all this. I have to make an effort to inculcate the right qualities. Because if suddenly that button is pressed, it's too late then. Then I can't add anything good and there's no time to take anything out. So the time is now while there's still some chance, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with some life to make toba, to sincerely turn to Allah Ta'ala, <clears throat> to make an effort to acquire that tazkiyah, to cleanse and purify our hearts. The time, the time is now as I say. Later, Allah knows best what happens later. We don't have any idea when suddenly it will be too late. When suddenly it will be too late. So the ilaj, the ilaj of all this is in sabka ilaj, khatma ka khauf hai. Now, for example, the last thing that was mentioned among the, the issues, that now the person will detect that I am suddenly now feeling proud about myself. I am feeling great about myself. I am beginning to look down upon others. Now if the person is worried about his end results, he will be worried, I can't meet my last moment in this manner. So what he will start thinking about, foreign soch lo ke aam mu'minin to bari cheez hai, mein to inke pao ki khaak ke barabar bhi nahi. Now, Shaitan put this waswasa, 
I am better. I am better than this person. Oh, looking down on the person. Who is this person? Where he came from? Who is this person thinking of himself? Immediately to think that let alone being like one of the general mu'mineen, meaning that I'm equal to them, I'm not even any comparison, I can't even compare or I'm not worth the dust of their shoes. The dust of their shoes of any mu'min is better than me. Let alone people of piety, every mu'min, the dust of his shoes are better than me also. Now this is the way in which this ilaj will take place. How does he engage his mind and heart at that time? مجھے معلوم نہیں کہ میرا خاتمہ کیسے ہوگا میں تو کتے اور سور سے بھی بدتر ہوں کیونکہ ابھی مجھے معلوم نہیں کہ میرا خاتمہ کیسا ہوگا وٹ کین آئی ایون ریگارڈ مائی سیلف ٹو بی بیٹر دین ایک ڈاگ ایز ویل بیکاز فار ناؤ آئی ڈونٹ نو واٹس that the dog is better off because the dog will turn to dust and the person who left this dunya without iman will be in perpetual doom so the dog became was better off kuno turaba he'll turn to dust so till that last breath hasn't gone on iman i can't make any claims so now the person who thinks in this manner that is the person who now he's worried about his last moment then this will become an ilaj and a treatment for all these issues Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq to become concerned about the cleansing of our hearts about purifying our hearts from all the maladies spiritual maladies Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq of undertaking the remedies undertaking the effort to cleanse the heart and keep us in this effort till our last breath Allah Ta'ala grant us death on complete and perfect iman take us on perfect iman raise us on the day of qiyamah with perfect iman inshallah we'll have the recitation of the 14th Guru bin Salam now we'll get some time we'll make the zikr now then otherwise after Maghrib inshallah سلام على عباده الذين اصطفى سلام على المرسلين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وأنزله المقعد المقرب عندك اللهم رب هذه الدعوة القائمة والصلاة النافعة صل على محمد وارض عني رضل لا تسهت بعده أبدا اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات 
اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمد وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت ورحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد النبي وأزواجه أمهات المؤمنين وذريته وأهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد 
مجید اللهم تحنن على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما تحننت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجید اللهم سلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما سلمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجید اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمد وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت وترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد صلاة تكون لك رضا وله جزاء ولحقه أداء وأعطه الوسيلة والفضيلة والمقام المحمود الذي وعدته وزه عنا ما هو أهله وزه أفضل ما جازيت ما جازيت نبيا عن قومه ورسولا عن أمته وصل على جميع إخوانه من النبيين والصالحين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل علينا معهم اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك علينا معهم صلوات الله وصلوات المؤمنين على محمد النبي الأمي اللهم اجعل صلواتك ورحمتك وبركاتك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما جعلتها على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وصلى الله على النبي الأمي التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين 
اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركات الصلوات الطيبات لله سلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته سلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اسال الله الجنة واعوذ بالله من النار نسال الله الجنة ونعوذ بالله من النار التحيات لله الزاكيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله خير الاسماء التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وان الساعه اتيه لا ريب فيها السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اللهم اغفر لي واهدني اللهم اغفر لنا واهدنا التحيات الطيبات والصلوات والملك لله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته بسم الله التحيات لله الصلوات لله الزاكيات لله السلام على النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين شهدت ان لا اله الا الله شهدت ان محمد رسول الله التحيات الطيبات الصلوات الزاكيات لله اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له وان محمدا عبده ورسوله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الطيبات الصلوات الزاكيات لله اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبد الله ورسوله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الصلوات لله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات لله الصلوات الطيبات السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركات الصلوات الطيبات لله السلام عليك ايها النبي ورحمه الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله 
اشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمد رسول الله بسم الله والسلام على رسول الله
ربنا غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا واخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله forgive our families يا الله forgive our friends and relatives يا الله Forgive the entire Ummah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ya Allah, show your maghfirat on the Ummah, Ya Allah Show your rahmat on the Ummah, Ya Allah Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah Ya Allah, we are not deserving of anything, Ya Allah Ya Allah, we acknowledge we are not deserving of anything, Ya Allah Ya Allah, despite being whatever we are, Ya Allah Ya Allah, we are your servants, Ya Allah Ya Allah, you have said Qul ya ibadiya al-lazina asrafu ala anfusihim La taqnatu bin rahmatillah Inna Allah yaghfiru al-dhunub jami'a that say, O oh, my servants who have transgressed their souls, do not become despondent of the mercy of Allah. Allah forgives all the sins. 
Allah, we are those who have transgressed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, but we have full hope in your mercy, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you guide us to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Guide us to everything that you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Save us from everything you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the strength of Iman, Ya Allah. Bless our hearts with Taqwa, Ya Allah. Bless our hearts with Tawakkul, Ya Allah. With inabat and ruju' ilallah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, cleanse our hearts out of all the evils, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts out from every evil, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we have no idea when our last moment will come, Ya Allah. Allah, let it come in a moment that you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. Allah, let it come in a moment that we are in your obedience, Ya Allah. That our heart is filled with your remembrance, Ya Allah. Allah, take us in a moment that, Ya Allah, our heart is brimming with your love, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us khatma bil khair, Ya Allah. Grant us death on perfect iman, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our covers with noor, Ya Allah. Raise us, Ya Allah, on the day of qiyamah with perfect iman, Ya Allah. Grant us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick with them, shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Whatever difficulty and hardship anybody is experiencing, Allah, out of your grace and mercy, remove it, Ya Allah. Grant afiat to one and all, Ya Allah. Grant afiat in our deen, Ya Allah. Grant afiat in our dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you guide us, Ya Allah. You protect us, Ya Allah. Allah, protect the iman of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Protect the life, wealth and honor of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect the iman and amar of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are bent on trying to harm Islam and the Muslims, Ya Allah. Allah, grant them hidayat, Ya Allah. If hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all that we have asked for, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, grant it to us, Ya Allah. What we should have been asking and did not ask, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, bless us with that as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله